Welcome to the Speaking Podcast. You can find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com. We're also on Bitchute and YouTube. You find the links in the podcast description. I've also forwarded a podcast, the Meditation Podcast, Learn Polish, the Crypto and the Awakening, Exposing Fraud and Corruption, but with solutions. And I'm also a podcasting coach. You'll find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster. My guest today, he's actually, he's originally from India, but he's living in Virginia, USA. Leadership trainer, obviously public speaker, but also an author. Please welcome Rahul, Rahul Sharma. Did I say it correctly? Yes, yes, you did. Thank you, Roy. Thank you. So you might let the listeners know a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Um, I am a leadership coach, author, and a, a public speaker based in Washington, D.C. Metro uh, in Ashburn, Virginia. I've been into learning and development space uh, for over a decade. And uh, my childhood passion has been to support others, help others to reach their full potential. And that is what I am living and breathing. Uh, I'm also my, my best uh, um, folks whom I test all my thoughts and studies are my kids, my 10 year old daughter and a nine year old son. And they have been uh, very much including myself in uh, inculcating the right values and um, making my daughter as a future public speaker. Uh, she's already on the training and she's attending the NSA conference, the National Speaking Association conference in July this year. So I'm very excited for this. Wow. Yeah, I'm impressed. That's fantastic that you're doing that. And it's like my youngest, uh, he's a uh, nine. And I was like, I was kind of for a few years, kind of teaching him magic just to get comfortable, you know, doing, but, and he is, and same, like simple things. Cause just for those, a lot of times the parents tend to take over and do everything for the child. And one thing that I was doing is if he wanted something in the shop or whatever, I'd give him the money, go up and get it. And now, you know, even if he, if we're in a restaurant and he wants something else, he'll just go up. There's no fear. Whereas, I know I didn't have that. I used to be terrified of things like that. And there's still a lot of adults like that. So I think for the generation, the next generation, we can easily help them by not being a crutch for them. I think in today's generation, uh, there are a lot of things that comes for granted. Like uh, my daughter uh, just got her first cell phone uh, two days back. And she was asking me and my wife that when did we got our first cell phone? And I said, man, when I started working, that's when you know I bought the cell phone with my own money, uh, but today's uh, kids are just getting things uh, just like that. They just make a wish, and it is getting through. So it, it is at times difficult for us as a parent to to manage uh, this generation, but I think uh, time is the best uh, solution to it, and as well as be preaching to them that value for money. That is very important for us as parents so that they know what they should get it and what, what they should not get it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, brilliant. So I I want to go delve into a few of the different trainings that you've done because I I, I know uh, like Les Brown and but I want to know your own journey, your own kind of speaking journey as a young kid and going forward, how the whole lot kind of evolved. Sure. So Roy, uh when I was young, I was afraid of stages. I was not very much into uh, speaking. So in our school, we used to have debates. Uh, we used to have speaking competition. And I was not the one who used to go for it. 
my my speaking uh, interest started during my management uh, course the mba uh, because in that course we were by default we were supposed to do a lot of presentations uh, in the class that was what the uh, normal uh, structure of our course and um, when i started reading self help books that really motivated me to make my passion as as uh, speaking communication and uh, during my mba is when i started giving a lot of presentation got very comfortable and that started my journey as a speaker um fast forward when i came to states i i thought that i want to become a more certified speaker more more polished speaker that's where in 2016 is when i approached les brown uh, course and i was able to attend his course to be a certified speaker and i would say being a speaker has helped me a better person it has helped me in communicating better uh, with my uh, inner circle as well as with my team members my audience and it has been amazing journey and that is the reason why i am focusing on making my daughter as a public speaker uh, because i know it's a good skill uh, early to if they can adapt it early it will help them throughout their life no absolutely and i think definitely for myself my communication has improved vastly based on i think one is trying to improve yourself for me it was a toastmaster learning just being an evaluator and stuff like that but i think even if you're trying to polish like your any event you go to you're just paying attention to everything and by doing that when you're engaged in a normal conversation you tend to do the same and instead of think i don't do that anymore like i mean i think a lot of people have that problem you're thinking what you're going to say and sometimes you're interjecting you're not even listening i can fully listen to what the person is saying and then give my point or you know and i find speaking definitely has helped in that aspect absolutely in speaking roy it's about the listening as you rightly mentioned that you are able to listen and give inputs most of our people they they listen just to respond and in in that process they are missing a lot of points so as a speaker it is very important for us to take a pause and listen attentively so that you can respond uh, appropriately and not just for the sake of responding Absolutely. And with the Les Brown, what exactly? Because there's all different, you know, uh, Eric Edmeads. I've seen him doing a few teaching things, which is very impressive. He was being on my show. But I'm just curious what kind of Les Brown is doing. Was it a one day thing or is it a long kind of course? What's what's the entail? So my first exposure to him was on a two day event, uh, in person event. And that really motivated me to go more with him. and which was then a, a six months program where we had uh, two in person uh, meetings for one week long and in that two day thing what what helped me was more of the impromptu topics that were given to us so it was not that uh, the topics that i was comfortable with that i was supposed to speak i was forced to think on the spot and speak uh, freely and uh, that really helped me because before that i never did that i only used to speak on the topic that i was comfortable with and uh, so that exercise that he did and throughout the two day program uh, 
there were multiple times that we did that exercise. And that really made me felt very confident that, hey, this is something I can do. And this is something I can take it as to the next level and then help others to become good public speaker. So in the future, I do want to have a class where I can help people who are afraid of talking in public, just like me when I was a kid and how I evolved. It is a very simple journey, uh, but it's something that is achievable. Brilliant. And like with the debating, because what I've done is we tend to stick to the topics that, of course, we'll speak at. And even if they're asking people in an audience, but what's very good is reversing it. So you're, you you have to speak on both sides. So that way you're actually speaking about something you don't believe and you have to come across as if you're confident and you're <laughs> excited about the topic so people don't kind of read into you, which is a good lesson to learn. Correct, correct, absolutely. One of the learnings I had was uh, during my MBA was whenever there was a topic which I have read it well, researched it well, I don't used to take any notes while speaking. It was coming from my heart. And whenever there was a topic where my knowledge was not up to mark, where I was thinking a lot rather than speaking from the heart, I always struggle. I've always struggled. So as a practice, uh, reading became a very uh, became a very integral part of my life. Uh, whether it is a newspaper, whether it's uh, magazines or books or articles to uh, uh, enrich my knowledge, to stay updated what's happening. And, and yes, I was a little selfish there. I was not reading like every everything. It was more like more self-development, leadership, uh, personal development. I was not into reading about the politics or reading about many other stuff that was happening around the world. So uh, it made me knowledgeable only as in a specific space. But then at any given time, I am able to communicate with any group of people. No matter they are talking, whatever subject, I'm able to communicate because of the confidence that it built in me. And I think I did the same myself. It was always personal development and biographies I was reading. But now I read everything. And especially current affairs, I, I kind of like history as well from different countries. But, you know, the recent craziness in the last few years, just being able to have the conversation about them things. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to kind of ram your opinions down someone's throat. But just to be able to come from a knowledge point of view and where you're getting your information, it definitely helps by just, you know, doing plenty of research yourself through the different books that you read. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's another one that I, I, I saw in, I, I'm very curious, Stage Crusher, that 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 the mastery uh, uh, speaking training course. Well, it's an interesting name that the guy has used anyway. So what, what was that about? So, uh, so this is a funny story, uh, Roy. Uh, I was not knowing Dr. Delatoro, who was my coach and current mentor. And uh, I was not fond of using uh, social media over the weekend because I wanted that time to be given to family. So very seldomly, I used to log into my social media portal, specifically on weekends. It was one weekend, the pop-up came that Les Brown is live. And it's been a long time since then that I, I saw him live. So I just logged in and this Les Brown was there and he was introducing this individual, which is Dr. Delidoro McNeil. 
Um, and he had his program on speaking business mastery and stage crusher. So in this stage crusher is very similar exercises that Les Brown used to do, uh, Dr. Delatero did it. And it forced us to know more about ourselves. And the end objective was that when you go on the stage, you just go to crush the stage. No one else will be better than you. And that was the end objective, that be confident, be confident about your story and talk about yourself, talk about your story. No one wants to listen from you about the stuff which is already there on internet. They want to listen to you. So personalize your story, share about your experience, and then people would be more comfortable in listening to you. So that was stage pressure. Um, speaking business mastery was just the art and science of speaking business. What are the things you need to do if you want to become a, a public speaker? Uh, what are the channels? What are the media outlets? Uh, and uh, it was during his coaching session that really motivated me to write this book. Uh, and I started working on this Habits for Miracles. And it was my first assignment. Uh, again, this was uh, something that we were supposed to speak on the topic, which we have never spoken, which we have never written. So we just got an hour time to prepare something right uh, from your heart. And this is what came as a result of that exercise. And then I just pursued this, that activity into writing a book. And uh, now that book is written and will be coming out uh, for people on May 9th of 2023. Yeah, excellent. And just, just before we delve into the book, because I've read it, totally enjoyed it. Uh, you've, you're a certified coach as well. So just curious, what, what was the certification that you've done for that and what you kind of, they taught you during that AD, ATD AD. or something? So again, uh, it was in 2012 when I went for this coaching certification. And before that, I have been coaching my team, my employees for almost 10 years. And that one thing which I learned from that certification ride was a life changing for me, which is as a coach, you are not supposed to give answers to your listeners or to, to your uh, employees. You are just there to facilitate the discussion and help your employees or team members to discover the answers from within. And before that, what I was thinking that, hey, they have come to me with a problem. As a manager, I'm supposed to give them a solution. And I continue to do that. It worked for me, uh, but sometimes when it was not working, I was not knowing why it is not working. And the simple truth is, uh, we, we hear that people resist change. But my, my experience is it's not people resist change. People resist change when they are told to change. When the change is coming from within, they are pretty excited. Uh, everyone is excited when they are buying a new car, a new home, or when they are going to a new country or a new location for a vacation. So people don't resist change. They only resist when they are told to change. So that was my biggest learning, which is not to teach people during the coaching time. It is basically to facilitate the discussion in such a way that they get the answers from within. And they are more likely to execute on those um, uh, solutions which are coming from themselves rather than 
anyone else giving them solution. So that was my biggest learning from. No, and I think that that works in a relationship as well, because sometimes instead of just listening and kind of going through, we tend to jump in with the solutions, which isn't but not necessarily what's needed. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's delve into the book, because as I mentioned, I like I read over 100 books and obviously I've got the meditation podcast as well. And I, I read a lot of stuff on that. And my own journey, because I went through a kind of difficult period in my life that lost all my property, lost all my assets and everything. And it was through meditation and just trying to learn the journey. So when I look at this, read this book, I kind of, I know a lot of it because I'm practicing it, I'm doing it. But I also know that loads of people don't. And it's very hard to get a message across to people. And a load of the books out there, you know, they can read 10 books and they mightn't get 10% of the information that you're sharing. So I, it's kind of like the miracle. So you might just kind of touch on what you're covering. So to give people a kind of a synopsis of the, of the book. Sure. Sure. So, so the miracles in my book is an acronym coming from eight habits that I have uh, inculcated in my own life. Uh, use it. Uh, sharing my personal experience in this book uh, where the M in miracle stands for mind talk. It is the positive mind talk that will help all of us to, to come through as winners because our mind is very powerful uh, thing, is a very, very powerful aspect of our life. And if we are thinking positively, we will get positive outcomes. So that is what M. The I in the miracle Arroyo stands for ideation. I believe in the power of ideas. And many a times we come with a lot of ideas, but we fail to execute on those ideas. So the suggestion that I'm giving uh, to my readers is journal, journal those ideas because you never know when that best idea is coming from your mind. So when we get more ideas, the more and more ideas will allow us to execute things that we want to uh, lead the way we want to design our life. The R stands for reading. As rightly you mentioned that you read hundreds of books. I am an avid reader. Reading increase of our knowledge, and there is a lot of research that shows that by continuously reading, you also enhance your lifespan. Uh, so, if you want to live longer, team, uh, go for more and more reading. Um, the A stands for analyzation, the power of analyzation. Most of us, we think that we know ourselves, but you will be surprised that seldomly we don't know. In the very small experience I did a couple of weeks back, Roy, with one of my team. And where they are, when I ask them, what do you think your learning style is? And everyone said that they know their learning style, like VAK, visual learner, auditory learner, or kinesthetic learner. But when I gave them an assessment, 50% of them surprised that they thought that they were a visual learner, but they are more kinesthetic learner. So where I'm going at is we need to analyze and we need to know who we are, whatever strengths, areas of improvement, so that we can. Uh, work forward. So that is what AA is. The C uh, in uh, Miracle stand for calmness. I believe that very seldomly things will work when we panic. So we need to stay in a calm state. And one of the techniques that uh, I've talked in my book, uh, which I learned from a leading psychologist here in States, is faking calm. That even if you're not calm, if you fake your mind, because our mind is unable to distinguish between what is real and what is imaginary. So if we 
fake our mind by being calm, it will help us in mitigating that situation at that point in time. The L in uh, miracle stands for listening. And here, Roy, listening is not about uh, the active listening. I'm more talking about listening to our own self because we don't listen to ourselves. And whenever we listen to ourselves is when we are able to do better things for us and our loved ones. E stands for exercise. Uh, just five to 10 minutes, 15 minutes of daily physical activity help us. I'm not asking people to go for an hour for gym or sign up for a gym. Just start small and that will help you regenerating your life, will make you feel better. And the S, the last stands for silence. I believe that silence is golden. I have heard this phrase many a times. And I've also read that most of the time people think that, no, silence is not golden. You need to talk, you need to speak. But I still firmly believe that silence is golden. It allows us to know uh, the calmness within us. And it is not always about talking. It is, all, it is also about keeping calm and remaining silent so that you can uh, regenerate your mind. And that's why I you know God has given us two years in one mouth where we talk less, be more silent, and make a better living for our own self. So this is what uh, the miracles stand for and habits for miracles. It's all about decluttering our mind and design our life our way. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And with the silence, because it's something I've been conscious of for a good few years now. And, you know, I just allow time for that when I wake up in the morning, kind of just, just in, in thought how I'd like to, you know, things, to, what I'd like to achieve today. And then at night, I'm kind of doing the same. And there's times I'll just take a step out during the day but i think with technology people aren't no longer doing that they feel like they have to reach for the phone and they you know like i turn all my notifications off i have no notifications i go into my phone when i'm specifically going in to check something or on the computer but nothing is disturbing me so i'm totally present and i think we have to be kind of conscious of that as well absolutely absolutely i think there are a lot of noise around us today and as you rightly mentioned, these digital, uh, you know, media, uh, digital gadgets is creating a lot of noise, which is not allowing us to stay in that silence mode. Okay? Uh, and then people think that people who are silent, they are no good. But that is the very old school thought. I feel that people who are calm, uh, composed, they are more poised. And um, as you were mentioning about reading biographies, I was reading about Nelson Mandela. And uh, Nelson Mandela, one thing that he learned from his father, who was the head of a village, that whenever he used to go with his father to those village meetings, his, his father always, always used to speak last. And he was first is just listening, listening to everyone and speaking in the last. Whereas most of the leaders, if you see, they want to be just talking, 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 hardly giving any room for their employees to talk. And so if we remain silence, silent in, in uh, many things, it will be very, very beneficial for our health, mental health, as well as physical health. No, absolutely. And 
just because you mentioned Nelson Mandela and you've got some nice little quotes in your book. And one of them is from Nelson Mandela, I believe something like, you know, I, I, I either, I don't, I never lose, I either win or, or I learn, which is fantastic quote. Absolutely. 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 And like with, because uh, you've got uh, like uh, you, uh, Robin Sharma, Jay Shetty. So like the people that you're kind of mentioning, they're all, very successful but they're actually brilliant in the mindset place as well and you know so you like it's it's basically saying that you've kind of over the years with your own experience you've studied the right people which in turn has kind of made you digest this to give it your own kind of your side of it but helping people and i i really think just from what i've gone through what i've experienced that it is a book that plenty of people can pick up and They'll go, oh, because you're kind of given things to do as well. It's not just kind of just a book. It's kind of recapping and stuff like that, which I actually like because, I mean, you've probably seen that yourself. There's so many books out there now. They're either, there's a lot, like my own personal opinion, there's no fluff in the book, which I love, right? It's, there's too many books and they're trying to fill the pages. They're trying to get to 300 and they're just putting in stuff and you're reading it and you're going, did I really need that information? Whereas you've compressed it. And the other side of what I don't like in a lot of books is you know that they're ghostwritten. You know that it's not coming from the heart. It's not coming from experience. And straight away, I knew that it wasn't. It was actually your own book written from yourself, which is very important, I believe, when you're kind of trying to make a change in your life. Kept it to the hardware. I just don't want to put everything. I want to, one, keep it small. And I want to share my own experience because that is what made me the person who I am today. And as you rightly mentioned in the, the, uh, the books is divided into three sections. One is talking about the explanation about a particular habit. Then I'm uh, recapping that habit. And before recapping, I'm also giving some uh, actionable items, some call to action that they can do as they are reading the book. And that is where the key differentiation will happen. And many a times people read books, they just go back to their shelf. So, so the listeners to this podcast, if you really want to make the best out of the, any book, always, always focus on the activities that they mentioned, the, the author mentioned, because that is for your benefit. And that will really make a change in you, the person you are, as well as in your perspective and in your mindset. And I'm just curious because you're an avid reader as well. There was a time where I didn't want to mark my books or put the rabbit's ears or everything. But then I thought, hey, you're not going to resell a book. So now I actually make all notes and everything and have checklists and kind of action the book after I've read a book. What, what's your kind of process when you're reading? Sure that I have a, a pen or a pencil with me. So, uh, and then I'm a more uh, physical book reader than an ebook reader. So as and when I'm going through, I mark those words or underline the, the paragraph that really resonated with me. And I try to uh, imitate that activity if there is any action that has been given right there. I would not say each and every action is, is for me or is giving me results, but at least I take that action. And at least I know whether it is for me or not for me. Because there are so many things in life you, you talk to on any topic. If you talk to someone, they will give you 20 different ideas. 
not all ideas will work for all of us. We are human beings. We are different. So something will work for me. Something will not work for me. So I, I also use the post-it notes to, to keep a reminder to if I need to go back. Uh, the uh, And um, I when I start a book, if that is becoming interesting to me, then I just don't leave it. I don't take any other book. I complete it first to avoid that mental blocking happening. So I finish it and then move to the next. What, what I found is I actually, I, I read about five or six at a time because I found that sometimes you can be reading a book. It's okay if they're kind of nice, short and sweet, but especially the books that are 700 pages, you tend to, you yeah. have to be in the mood from. So what I'll do is I, you know, I'll I read the different books, but I still action them later. So they go to a certain place till I actually, you know, act on what I've just kind of learned. Right. So, so as I said earlier, the book that interests me is one I finish it. There are many books, not entire book is interesting, but yes, there are certain pieces is interesting. And that's where I also get into that habit that couple of books at the same time, but the book, when I start and if it is interesting to me and it is resonating with me, that's the book. Yeah. I just don't leave it. I just finish it. To yeah, the me too. Yeah, 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 exactly. And because uh, with uh, meditation then and kind of breathing techniques, because I know you kind of touch on that. I'd just like to know your own kind of journey in the, and what kind of meditation you do yourself. So for me, uh, doing very simple meditation where, uh, and actually I'm not even an expert. I'm still working on it. But what I do is I just count my breath. So when I close my eyes, I, it's very becoming difficult for you to just concentrate your mind. And I just focus on my breath, breathing in, breathing out. And that is also one of the yoga techniques that helps you in uh, uh, keeping yourself very healthy. So that is what I, I focus on. Uh, and I don't time it. There is no timer. Is uh, it, it happens for five minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes, depending on a specific day uh, but that is what I focus more on uh, free my mind and just focus on my breath and just that's going on and on and on excellent excellent and just uh, finally something that I I'm very curious with uh, especially for speaking and coaching you know you mentioned before you weren't kind of looking at your social media at the weekend but unfortunately in this world we have to get our message out What's your goal to what, which ones do you find are actually serving you best? So on the social media, uh, my best is LinkedIn uh, from a professional perspective. Um, I do not know uh, what is the people's perspective on Instagram and, and Facebook, uh, uh, but they are slowly and steadily gaining the uh, momentum. But for me, it is the LinkedIn where I, I feel that is the best tool for me and, and the audience. But at the same time, for, for us as coaches and speakers, our voice needs to be heard by multiple generations, multiple set of people. So not everyone is on LinkedIn. So right now, I'm focusing on three platforms, which is Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, uh, where I'm uh, passing on the messages uh, for uh, the audience to design their life their way. Yeah, excellent. Listen, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. She might let people know how can they get, find you. So they can find me on uh, logging into my website, my book website, which is habits, H A B I T S, 
four, number four, miracles.com. It is habits, number four, miracles.com. And they can request uh, for the book uh, on the website and they can get to know more about uh, the book uh, on the website. Excellent. Yeah, I make sure I put the website, but I'll also put your LinkedIn and everything because those that might be interested in the speaking and everything. I know you've got the different links. You've got two different websites for the different businesses. So I'll make sure I put all the links both on the audio and the video. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. So that's all for the Speaking Podcast. As mentioned, you'll find other episodes on speakingpodcast.com or on Bitchit and YouTube. And be sure to give us a thumbs up, five star rating, and you'll find my other four podcasts along with the coaching bio.link forward slash podcast. Until next week, take care.